Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. G.I. Joe Sigma-6, code name for a highly trained special mission force. Its objective, stop Cobra, stop Cobra. Sigma-6, be a hero. G.I. Joe will turn the tide. Be a hero. Sigma-6 is on your side. Be a hero. Be the best of the best. Whenever there's a mission, G.I. Joe is there. Hey, everybody. <laughs> this is Doris Half the Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And you are listening to Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. I'm Ray Stacanus. <laughs> what is happening? I'm also Ray Stacanus. Oh, geez. Oh, wow. Oh, you what made it. What was that? You made it horrible. You, you made it. I got mean. a lisp now. What I don't is know happening? What that was. Ray that was Stacanus. Like, what if Billy Bob Thornton and Sling Blade got <laughs> his head caved in by a shovel? It's you like I've got cleft lip you, according to Gina now. This is insane. If Billy Bob Thornton and Slingblade had his head caved in, yep. you would have Ray. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I see, I see <laughs> how you arrived at that. So I, I yeah. Gina's, Gina's impression of me is like, what if Fat Albert had a cleft palate and was really doing a racist impression? Wait, like that's I, what her impression no, I was purposely is. not doing a Fat Albert impression because I'm a white lady. So, so I was doing a Ray but dumber impression, but also with a slight wow. speech impediment. Somehow wow. came out racist, which yeah. is Ray to a T. Nailed it. Nailed it. What is happening right now? Uh, we're we're starting a brand new season, so we're we're starting out hot. Is what's happening. We are starting out. We are starting out nuclear right here. This is outrageous. Every episode is possibly someone's first episode. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> sad to know that this will be somebody's first episode, and this is their first experience. Yeah. with the show. Like, wow. I mean, listen, you have the power to edit things. If you think I'm editing any of that spun gold? You are mistaken. <laughs> what could be more categorically us? Than a train wreck of a beginning of a season. <laughs> season eight, baby. We've seven. been for... It's not even season eight. What are you oh, doing? Wow. This is season what? seven. Is it? Yeah. You just made seven. the Did logo. You just, you just oh, skipped right. a whole year of your life. Oh yeah. my God. Well, no, the problem is, is that uh, I made a logo. Then a fan gave us a better logo. So we ended up using that one. And my the thought in my head was like, right, right. I got to save this, uh, this other one for season eight. So in my head, I'm on season eight already. Oh my gosh. Um, and after watching this uh, uh, cartoon here, the thing that we're going to be watching through most of season seven, uh, I'm probably ready to skip to season eight. Feel good about to, it. Just to see more of it and see where the story goes. That's eh, not what I was talking about. But so you know, in season stuff. seven here, we are watching G.I. Joe Sigma Six. This is an anime inspired G.I. Joe uh, cartoon show. It's going to be uh, two seasons. It's from 2005. So it's very, very soon after the one-shot movies that we watched, the Valor versus Venom, et cetera. And uh, yeah, 
It's going to be 26 episodes, so it's going to be season seven and season eight. Could we have possibly found a way to make it so Sigma Six happened in season six? No, we could not, I guess. No. Uh, That's a failing of the original show creators. They should have called it Sigma Seven, Two Seven, Two Furious. Thank you. Yep. Makes sense. Uh, Also, though, in this uh, in this series, like episode five is called Sigma Six. And oh, I'm like, why don't, boy. You just, why don't you just call oh, it the next one? Yeah, that's that's terrible. That's even seven episode five is Sigma Six episode Sigma Six five. God bless it. This is terrible. Well, let's talk about what the idea behind it here is. So they decided to reboot GI Joe again, but instead of going forward with an all new IP, so to speak, they went back to uh, many of the original characters from the original Sunbow series sprinkling in other characters from the other series and introducing a new character at the same time. So yeah, this is pretty exciting stuff. This is the anime style, uh, which means it's all it's look, it all looks like Japanese animation uh, from the mid aughts. So it's very cowboy bebop esque is the way I would frame it. Uh, I and there's a lot this- of, it should be it should come as no surprise that I while it's still not my favorite animation style, I prefer this to computer animation. A hundred percent. Now they did use a mixture of some CGI yeah. with the anime, uh pretty obviously to me. Um but Yeah, I think yeah, it's but but the CGI. bad the worst CG like the worst computer animation is on the characters of the previous series yeah, or whatever you want to call it, the previous movies or whatever, but so the fact that they didn't do that for these people, even though I didn't like it, they, I mean, like my issue sometimes with anime is that like they, the characters look so young and they also sound young and it's like off-putting to see military individuals yep. as like 17 year olds. It's weird to me, especially like Scarlet looks like she's 13. Yes, she does. In this, which I find, I find disturbing, but I, I acknowledge that that's what anime is. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, that's just it. Like that, a lot of the tropes of anime are all over the place in this, in this TV show. And I don't know, it's different. And, um, uh, let's let's do the cold open because Gina actually messaged us this afternoon to say this is one of the freshest cold opens she's ever seen. Gina, walk <laughs> us through it. I just said I thought it was dope. Uh, and again, because Ray had chatted us something along the lines of like, oh, this is exactly what I thought it would be. So I thought it was going to be awful. And like we we open on like a frozen tundra that's an unmanned uh, observation station. And then, like, all of a sudden, these fucking robots show up at this station. And the robots are cool looking. And, like, real cool looking. The fact that there's no actual humans and there's no, like, sort of human speaking in this cold open is very ominous and kind of cool and kind of spooky. It has a very, like, the thing esque opening. So I thought it was going to be, like, kind of a cool, maybe a little bit spooky show. Uh, I have to say, like, the rest of it for me didn't quite live up to this, the the potential in the cold open. But I saw some promise in this cold open. I mean, in my notes uh, for this open, uh, and yes, it is a 
very cold open. Boom. The Arctic. <laughs> uh, it, uh, my note says fucking robot army. Hell yeah. Yeah. Right. And when's the last time I've written hell yeah for anything G.I. Joe related? It's been yeah. a minute. It's been a minute and a half. And uh, yeah, it was, it's a good start. And yeah, what this ended up being was kind of, as Ray said, exactly what it says on the tin. Yep. This is an anime inspired reboot of G.I. Joe with all of the good and bad that that entails. But I mean, how cool would it have been if it was like a, you know, a the thing meets like fucking Star Wars kind of <laughs> creepy, like like a robot army showing up with no humans in an unmanned ice station. Like sure. that's that's some cool shit. Uh, and uh, as we're doing a new version of the bats, which are a long time G.I. Joe uh-huh, thing, uh-huh. and you know, were cool for about 15 seconds uh, until they How turned out garbage. Uh, but like, yeah, let's, let's revamp them and make them cool and scary. Yeah. Totally on board for that. And who knows, like maybe as the series goes on, they'll get more into that vein, but it does feel like they were aiming for a roughly Pokemon aged audience, maybe a little bit older, but still in the aesthetic of like, Hey, here's a happy, fun uh, cartoon experience for you, kids. I, I think a Pokemon audience is being like eight to ten, which is what Buzz said the original GI Joe was sort of pushing towards, uh, if I remember right. And I, I see oh. this as being more like pushing towards thirteen to fifteen year olds, mm. you know, like middle school, early high school kind of. And that, I don't know, maybe it's just a semantical argument, but I do feel like, uh, they did the Star Wars Episode did One you just theory. Invent a word. Maybe, um, probably that's what I do. Uh, but they went with the episode one Phantom Menace idea of we want lots of stuff to die, but we can't actually kill anything. So they present us with like three different types of Cobra robots that the Joes can just straight out just demolish. All I mean, over that the shit place. ain't no. Yeah. Um, which is again, this kind of anime. They do that. No, they they do that in every iteration of GI Joe. You cannot claim that as it. Oh, absolutely not. Sunbow season one had little to no robot enemies. Um, you know there were there were a couple, sure, but the bats didn't come in till season two, and then they sort of came over as more of a de facto uh, uh, enemy. Um, yeah, but, but definitely we're like, GI it, Joe hasn't always leaned on robot enemies. I mean, they've done it in more than just this. Uh, but I will say that, yeah, the design of these looks pretty cool. Again, it really is cool. Cool sort of backdrop. I wish we had I like and I didn't hate this. I just wish like we had spent more time. Like I thought it would have been cool if, you know, like oh like something went offline and we need to like send us a small team and it's just like two guys that go out there in the middle of nowhere and you know that these like this robot army is somewhere in the arctic and they're stuck between like dying at the hands of a robot army or like going out into the cold and dying of exposure 
You that know what, you know what kids hell. love? Right? Dying of exposure. How yeah. do you listen? Like kids, kids, kids want robots. They want guns. I, yeah, I will say that like the, the, I find, you know, like, and this is true of the original too. I find any, any marketing of like pro military stuff to little kids to be very disturbing. Mm. Uh, but there is something about the fact, like at least in those other, like in the Sunbow era, they looked the most adult. And then, like, in the extreme era, they were sort of trying to be like, well, we'll make them look like kind of like, you know, like early 20s so that they can sort of like, like, oh, they can have that cool 90s teen look. But this is, yeah, like, and again, especially when it comes to the women characters, it like makes me uncomfy. (laughs) (laughs) It's, Um, yeah, it's, I I read it as, uh it's this is intended to be anime yeah and when you're watching anime it's like look either you're okay with seeing a 12 year old girl's panties or you're not (laughs) yeah 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 i understand what i understand what anime is (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna judge that too hard but i it's just gonna be a thing that like okay this is a thing we know you're the sort of person that uh um can be okay with this. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I expect like 20 year olds and like college students and those folks to be into anime and I expect them to be like completely all about it, caught up on it, watch a ton of it. But when somebody's like 48 and they're <laughs> really, really into anime, I I feel uncomfortable. That's all no, I'm trying listen, to say. I just, listen, I feel a little not, bit uncomfortable. I'm not even judging that. I'm not even judging that much. I still like I, I still like this animation style better than the last one. It's Hard just, talk. it's weird to see already established characters. I think that's what it was. I think that yeah. like because I know these people like adults, it's sort of like seeing seeing someone you haven't seen in a while and they've had a bunch of like fillers and bad plastic surgery. And again, no shade if that's that's the shit you're doing to your face. But it's like seeing them for the first time and being like, oh, Counterpoint. okay. Muppet Babies. Yeah, when Muppet that's, Babies that's rebooted but with they, all those gauges they, and face was, tattoos. That was, I mean, I like when they're like, hey, we're purposely turning these like well-loved adult characters into babies. But this feels like they're trying to skirt a line where it's like, we're going to make them look young, they're but rest assured, they're all legal and in the military. <laughs> Nobody in an anime is over the age of 30. I mean, just let's just be real about it. Yeah, like, and, and that's, I think what it is, is like Duke to me should look over 30. Like he should, right. he should have a, like, I would have been cool if like, if, if, is that rat character that's in this? Have we seen tunnel him rat. before? Rats. We have seen Tunnel Rat before. Okay. We saw him. Uh, first debuting in G.I. Joe, the movie. OK, OK, because I was fine with him looking young because he sort of has that, um, you know, that dude from the Matrix who who like makes yeah. the makes the simulation. Yeah. Like, he's like, what did you think of the woman? Oh, Lawrence Fishburne. Literally yeah. Just yeah. in an episode of uh, The Mandalorian, I think. Uh, oh, Pedro also- Pascal. <laughs> you got uh he's also got sort of an ed vibe if we're talking about cowboy bebop uh, i was gonna yeah, give the yeah, ed yeah. reference uh-huh. yeah that's exactly what my my th- brain went is he sucks like ed from uh cowboy Bebop. uh worst character of all time incorrect one two it's also uh, a good reference to make because uh heavy duty is 
practically like they took tracing paper <laughs> black and cowboy bebop and like there you go it's That's, true uh, it's totally new character Absolutely. i will yeah. say i will say he was the one character that seemed the most similar to like the older series like they didn't really age him down that much he still has his like signature outfits yeah the other ones they seem to change a lot uh and also i will say we do not spoiler alert we do not get to see cobra commander in this pilot episode which was disappointing but he wait do do we not fucking ends with him did you not stay all the way to the end of I the did. freaking cartoon? I did. He appears and it, it like oh, and it, he his his image appears in the closing credits, like where they cut scenes in and then put the credits over the top of it. He does yeah. appear, but he's not like on the show. But no, yeah. hold on, wait a second here. Because after they're all like, "Yo, Joe," then we cut to a prison and do like a slow fade in uh, to. Uh, Let's see. I know I've got it around here somewhere. Nah, 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 nah. Not the version I got. Yeah, if, if Ray also doesn't remember it, I mean, he was in the he was in the theme song part. Wait a minute. Oh, hold up. Did I? You did watched I, the wrong did, episode. Did, 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 did I? Oh, uh, I wasn't paying attention. And what I did is I watched like the first minute of episode okay, two. There you go. Which opens uh, very similarly uh, to this episode, uh, basically no words. And we we push in on a, you know, like, um, you remember where Magneto was like in a jail that was like. Yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that. And then. Then we get up to Cobra Commander, who then just like is like, ha 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 ha. Oh, spoiler yeah. alert! Yeah, wow, Chan, way to ruin the show. But I will uh, say, like, he shows up in the in the um, you know, in the in the like opening during the opening song, yeah. and the design of him looks cool as fuck. Like he looks it like looks Cobra Commander, cool. but he's got glowing eyes, and I was like, damn, yeah. if he's like a little bit uh fucking magical, I'm into this. <laughs> <laughs> I into it. Yeah. I wrote I here's the deal. Right after the opening cold open, uh I just wrote this could be fun. Yeah. Like that's my first thought. And speaking of fun, uh, I want to do a character breakdown of who all appears in this so we can kind of discuss that for a sec. Uh, and then a little we bit get more the depth, theme song. I want to talk about the theme song. Let's hear some of it, Robert Clark Chan. Skip the theme song. Nope, let's go. <laughs> it's been so long since there's been a song that I have not uh, just <laughs> cringed in horror here at 25 more times oh my god we gotta hear the hook part come on that was just like that was the that was the verse i mean that sounds a lot like do 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 what you know what i'm talking about no not even a little bit but i'm into it Whenever there's a mission, G.I. Joe is there. Sigma 6! 
It's, I mean, just Listen, delightful. It sounds like Rob Zombie Dragula if someone made it for G.I. Joe. I'm just going to say that it. Is that what you were singing? If someone <laughs> made Dragula for children, I could see that. Yeah, thank you. Thank uh, you, Chan. Oh, where's the kids' bop uh, Dracula or a Dragula <laughs> uh, song? I'm into it. I'm way. looking it up. That has to exist. That has to exist. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's just the, be a hero is garbage absolute garbage you just don't want to force anyone to be a hero because you want to be a curmudgeon your whole life <laughs> i mean you you do you boo if you want to uh become one of the jackbooted thugs that are <laughs> pushing pushing fascism like go nuts but that's not where i am that's not my headspace. disappointingly kids bop has never done dragula but they have done the monster mash so oh it's not the same thing (laughs) no look not the same thing but at least like i thought you're gonna say something that was like in the same category like some ozzy osbourne song at least they did closer i was gonna say closer by nine inch nails god dang it me and chan have the same goddamn musical reference level (laughs) and i hate it I was going to say, make that exact ref. How dare you, sir? Now let's, okay, the song slaps. Let's just be real. That song is is great. That song has levels to it. Uh, I feel like I want to be a hero. I was dancing the whole time uh, we were playing it just now. You too, I'm sure you agree. I, you know what? Okay. I, did, I honestly didn't hate it. I didn't mm-hmm. love it, but like it wasn't, it didn't want to make me bash my head against anything. Twitter. We're going to ask this question uh, regularly. Here we go. And we need to find out if your uh, opinion changes over time. Uh, Go to Twitter and and hashtag be a hero or (laughs) hashtag Dragula. (laughs) Hashtag baby Dragula. Uh, and, And if you like it, be a hero. If you don't like it, uh, hashtag baby Dragula. No, we're going to forget what the hell baby Dragula means by the time people. <laughs> because because uh, it is it is a song that I think the first time around you may be able to stomach. Okay. Because um, it's kind of new and you're like, what is going on here? Okay, I'm going to like take this all in. Be a hero. Huh? Okay. Uh, and I bet you. By episode five, by the time we get to the fifth episode of the season, you'll be like, make it stop. How do I get past this? With I can know to skip ahead because this is going to kill me. I'm worried about the fact that Ray was like, yeah, I I wanted to be a hero. I think he's easily influenced. I think if he listens to this five times, he is going to think he is a superhero and jump off a building thinking he can fly. I mean, he's very easily brainwashed. I'm... Y'all, I can fly if I jump off a building. I just choose not to mm-hmm. start there. Uh, let's talk about the characters who come back because they did a pretty wild job of pulling characters from like every iteration of G.I. Joe um, for the most part, uh, which I thought was real, real cool. I like the way that G.I. Joe is sort of incorporating the entire catalog instead of just sticking to one kind of note. Uh, so we open uh, the Joes. We get Duke. Okay. Of course, we get Scarlet. We get 13-year-old Scarlet. Yeah, um, Duke, Duke sort of just looks like a frat boy. Scarlet yeah. looks like jailbait. Duke uh, is an old 29, is what I would call him for anime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the, he's the frat guy that like he, like stayed in college a couple extra semesters because he was having too much fun. 
Duke always looks like someone uh, who's putting something into your drink. <laughs> Never has been looked that Yeah, so it's even more disturbing that Scarlett looks like she's 13, I guess. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very upsetting. We got snake eyes, and I will say right now, could be the coolest Snake Eyes outfit they've put together yet. Yeah, I actually, this design is pretty cool. It's real I mean, good. They lean into the ninja aspect of it, which uh, I only have one minor complaint later on. Other other than that, like, yeah, it's cool, man. I mean, well, who I mean, this is, love ninjas? This is the first one that's like actually done. I, I like I looked it up and it's done by a Japanese studio. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, and there were like a lot of Japanese people involved, so maybe it was the first time that they were like, you know what, motherfucker, if you're gonna have a ninja character in this, <laughs> at least make it cool and accurate. Yeah. So then or we uh, we had two more ninjas. We had we had Jinx. <laughs> God dang it! We had Jinx and we had Kamakura, who you remember from the last few movies. Uh, yeah, he has I, a very different yeah, personality, yeah. though. There is that, yeah, although is, sorry, it, it bothers me too that like canonically two of these three ninjas are white. Like, eh. I, yeah, I, but but here's the thing: I'm looking on the I'm looking on the thing. It says directed by Kobun Shizuno, written by Masaki Wachi and John Tuhi. Uh, and then the studio was Gonzo Animation, so it's a Japanese anime studio. So there's there's a lot of lot of Japanese people involved. They should have they should have immediately killed those two posers in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly enough, uh, Kobun Shizuno. I just looked him up, and he uh, directed a, a few Godzilla. Look like Godzilla <gasps> anime movies. Cool. Okay. Yeah, and Detective Conan. That was his deal too. Whatever that is. Anyone who yeah. works on Godzilla is cool. Yeah. So I mean, look, this guy, co-director of the Godzilla anime trilogy. Hell yeah. Wait, the one on Netflix now? I would imagine so. Yeah, I can't imagine there are multiple Godzilla anime trilogies. Wait, there. I think there probably are a lot. Oh, well, I'd be wrong then if I'm not yeah. believing that. Oh, he also directed 2023's Lupin the Third <gasps> versus Cat's Eye. Wow. So you know he's the coolest man in the world. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the series now. I'm hoping that that's a man. Otherwise, I sound very terrible. No, I'm pretty sure that that he identifies as male. Okay. Okay. Uh, Also adding in here, high tech. We just met high tech in the new movies. Uh, Brand new character we're adding in here. We don't really see him that much in this, though, do we? He's there. He's referenced. He's in it. He doesn't do a ton. Yeah, he's like kind of boring, especially when the other characters are some of them are very weird. Yeah. Uh, um, we get, speaking yeah. of very weird characters, I'm just going to name check the voice actor of Tunnel Rat. Yeah. His name is Michael Sinternaklaus. Oh, <laughs> my God, from Venture Brothers. What? What? All I know is that it, his name is like the basis for fucking Santa Claus. Yeah. He does one. He plays one of the two Venture boys. Yeah. Uh, wow, really? Venture. You are correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. He's real cool. Yeah, I like that guy. Uh, he's real talented. Okay. Uh, Tunnel Rat, they bring in first debuting in G.I. Joe the movie, uh, also appearing in the more recent movies. Heavy Duty, I believe, debuted in G.I. Joe Extreme. Really? Uh, I don't, oh, he, no, I don't no, think he was no, Deke Because he mentioned he was, what's his name's cousin? Right, Roadblock. Yeah, yeah but it, wasn't that in G.I. Joe Extreme? 
No, it was whatever the one was before that, I think. Okay. Or so no, he did maybe you're right. Deke, now yeah. I'm getting them all mushed up. He absolutely debuted in Deke. You are correct. Oh, and then he, shit. Yep, Look at yep, me go. Yep. <laughs> okay, guys, drop the balloons. She got one. <laughs> drop the balloons. It only took seven years. Um, and then we have one more character they introduce, uh, Long Range, who's, uh, to my understanding, a brand new character just for this. Oh, no, I don't remember uh, this He one. is a Long Range kind of, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a howitzer, like, uh, you know, ordinance. He's Art an ordinance guy. That's what mm. his deal is. Mm. Uh, why am I looking at IMDb and seeing only uh, American names under the directors here? Uh, maybe because there were maybe two different... Uh... Uh, that's a good question. Oh, you're looking. You're looking at. Uh, you're looking at white Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, I see. They replace everybody with white names to make uh, to make people in the South more comfortable. Uh, okay. Okay. No, that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and now, uh, in the storyline of this, they open up by saying right out the bat, they're saying we captured Cobra Commander, and I guess they did capture Cobra Commander at the end of Valor versus Venom, if I remember this correctly. So. Uh, it's, it's i don't know i don't know if they're trying to continue that storyline or huh. what have you but they've they've set this up as a plot point right at the start yeah. cobra commander has been captured the other thing that really stuck out to me is uh snake eyes kamakura and jinx are running across the tundra to kill robots and in what form are they using oh, when no. running they're doing the naruto run they're doing the naruto run yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody's running in the naruto run and i about lost my shit when i saw that <laughs> i was dying like i thought it was just a gag you know uh in apex legends one of the characters when they go into the run does a full-on naruto run and it's sort of a haha easter egg fun thing to do it genuinely is outstanding <laughs> it was a simpler time 2006 <laughs> yeah oh my goodness gracious yeah everybody's doing the naruto run because apparently you run faster that way who do <laughs> that was hey. how they were going to storm area 51 wasn't it oh, how the yeah. anime chuds they were going to do it stop us all mm -hmm. <laughs> that's just amazing well they saw snake eyes do it they got inspired <laughs> i mean if you're going to get inspired by somebody yeah oh naruto you could do worse you i could pick anyone good. from this show talking about snake eyes for christ's sake oh that too that too <laughs> I mean, I enjoy oh, this though. Off. I enjoy that that Snake Eyes just slices right through those the that robot army that seemed so scary a few moments before. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I can live with that. Um, we find out GI Joe has an HQ not only on the North Pole that got bombed out, but also one in Arizona of all places. I'm wondering if this is a reference to uh, the Pit, which is from the comic books and the Find Your Fate GI Joe Choose Your Own Adventure books. someday soon, we're doing another one for Patreon. <laughs> Mm, is that a is that a thing that happened? It's <laughs> a threat. That is a threat. Uh, and we also reveal that high tech has invented the Harry Potter uh, cape, the disappearing cape, the invisible cape. Uh, I think possibly even this early. Uh, th they've been working on you know like an invisibility cloaking device ever since uh the movie Predator, I think, and um. At one point, they'd been making metamaterials, and at some point, they got to a place where, like, the, it kind of worked, kind of, like, sort of in the real world, and I feel like it could have been around this time, so it was uh, a thing that oh. looked real cool on TV, but also was, like, 
semi-real. Well, this was, I mean, well after the Harry Potter books came out, too. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm saying that, like, IRL, they made metamaterials. Yeah, that, no, uh, n- no, I know. But, uh, like, I, I, you know, like, who knows? Maybe they, maybe they were like, uh, hey, let's do this cool thing from Harry Potter. Could be. We need to give him. We need to give him a cool device that he invented. What could we potentially bring back later? But don't use it as a throwaway gag. I don't know the Harry Potter cape. <laughs> I, I would argue that it is a uh, Klingon cloaking snuggie. Yeah, you know what? There's been a lot. Please more. never say that There's again. Been a lot of other uh, uh, invisibility things before Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, and in GI Joe, I mean, we've had Zartan could turn invisible, I believe, at some point. So you know, who knows? Um, yeah, we cut over true. to the the Cobra base, and we get introduced to the new versions of Destro and the Baroness. And quite honestly, I like both of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The I, Baroness's accent is a little weak, but uh, the characters seem fine. Yeah, I like both of them. I, I do always think it's weird when his mouth moves, when he's wearing the mask. Sure. Uh, it, it just, it's just unnerving, but I bet the alternative might be more unnerving just to hear a, a a face talking behind a thing that's not moving. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know which is less weird, but well, the f- fact that a mask is moving is very annoying to me. In order for that to work, if you didn't move the lips, you'd have to have his mask moving like aggressively. Yeah. So that's, maybe that's it's true. For the that's true. Um, also, another thing I noticed here, they went full anime in that when the characters talk, their mouths just sort of open and close. Well, <laughs> I, I do think that the, this might be, dubbed over for america right this was made for america specifically uh, um this I, this was not made like for a japanese audience and then brought to america yeah but if it like was made so in things. a japanese studio odds are they Absolutely. animated it to to just do that like instead of animating it i mean i'm sure they also aired it in japan uh That's a good question i have no idea mm. This aired in Australia, uh, Canada, and the United States. Oh, well, that's weird. So, yeah, I think it's just because they tried to keep in line with the style. You know, they made really yeah. no effort at all uh, because obviously, you know, the Japanese animation, especially the olden ones, uh, it was meant to be dubbed into like 97 languages. So they just just said, what if we just didn't care about syncing anything and you just make it work with the VO actors, you know? Yeah. And it, again, this this speaks to that idea of, uh, we are making anime for better and worse. We're taking all of it. Yeah. Uh, the things that are bad, we're accepting as a stylistic choice. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I gotta, I gotta admit. So I'm on the Gonzo Wikipedia page right now. Be very careful about um, uh, Googling that just for the record. <laughs> yeah. Turn on safe search before you do Gonzo. Yes, please. Term. Please. Uh, and, and this is like probably w- the most well-known title. I mean, they've got one final fantasy on there, Ooh. but like, other than that, it's a lot of stuff I've never heard of. Yeah. Like speed grapher. Trinity Blood. I guess they've got a Transformers Galaxy Force on here, but then yeah, GI Joe Sigma Six, so something called Pumpkin Scissors, which now I have to see. I'm kind of curious. <laughs> I um, mean, look, there's there's yeah, there's a lot of stuff on here that I have never heard of. They did, there are some hits in here. I see Afro Samurais in this list. Uh, Transformers Galaxy Force Cybertron uh, is around the same time as Sigma Six. Uh, they did where was it? 
uh, Full Metal Panic, Helsing. The Helsing cartoon is. I'm gonna be big honest. Deal. I don't know most of these that you're saying. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, these are ones that I know, and I I have a limited anime knowledge. Yeah. Uh, but I at least, you know, I guess in, I've just found out I have a better anime knowledge than TV's Gene Ippolito. Yeah, um, not Space surprising. Battleship Tiramisu. Now Ooh, I want to know. Sounds delicious. I want to know what that is. So, I, I mean, it, it, I better be able to eat it. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Want to unleash an entire world of explosive G.I. Joe military action? You are the power. Turn on the machine. Micro machines. It's G.I. Joe versus the evil Cobra. And only you and Joe can stop them. Beware Cobra's communication tower. It's loaded with firepower. A massive attack. But now Joe strikes back as you aim the big gun at Checkpoint Bridge and take out Cobra's tower. You're the master of military power. What's going on? Nothing. Now the world of G.I. Joe action is yours to command. You are the power. Turn on the machine. Micro machines. G.I. Joe micro machines. Each sold separately. Some assembly required. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Yeah, Space Battleship Tiramisu. God bless America. That's new. That's from 2018. Uh, it's based on the manga uh, from 2015. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Speaking of 48-year-olds who are really into <laughs> anime. <laughs> Jen, um, go on. <laughs> like, obviously, I was into anime long, long ago. Fell out of it. As sure. one should, yes, um, correct. Like no. Comic books, like no, uh, you you should as a as a kid be into comic books, fall out of love with them, and then maybe no. you find your way back. Uh, same with professional wrestling, the, but there's definitely a period where you should leave these things behind, uh, go out and live a life. No, you should focus uh, on finding yourself and making moves in your own life, and then once you figured some of that out come back with fresh eyes and super enjoy the things if you think they hold up. Yeah, uh, because if you make any of these things, uh, comic books, anime, professional wrestling, your personality, it's a bad sign. you will be the worst you, human. You know, you realize you can enjoy things without making it your whole personality, right? Well, that's sort of what I'm talking about is that there are people who... Uh, I... Mm, no. No, no I don't think you can. I agree <laughs> no, with Jan. You should I agree with Jan. and live your That's entire life. That's very sad, Ben. That's very sad. That that makes sense why you hate everything, because then if you if you loved anything, then you would have to get rid of Egon because you can't you can't love more than one thing at a time, apparently, Jan. Jan uh, doesn't love yeah. anything. What are you talking about? I mean, that's true. No, uh, I would look, and I'm going to alienate some of the listeners by, oh, with my anime go. sentiment. Here we go. I, I agree completely. Like when you're younger and you're coming of, and this again, when you're coming of age, anime is important. Anime is telling stories that you need to see, that you need to hear. Then when you've come of age and you are, you know, you're comfortable in yourself, there's a point, and I agree with Chan 100%, it's best to sort of walk away from some stuff for a little bit and, and be an adult, quote unquote. And then once you've had your fill of that and you've made what moves you feel like making in that moment, let it back into your life again. A hundred percent. I agree with Cham. The folks that go through their whole lives and constantly are up on the newest anime. And now you're, you know, a little bit older and you never stopped. Generally, you are the ones I get trapped with in an elevator that I wish would uh, 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 blow up. Those are the fucking neckbeards that are trying to gatekeep right. whatever fandom uh, we're talking about. It Those sounds are the like you guys Twitter are trying to gatekeep right bombing. now. If you're telling people yeah. not to enjoy it, you're the gatekeepers. 
I'm not saying uh, don't enjoy it. Please enjoy Tina, what you like. What I'm saying is, Tina if feels you, attacked because she thinks that yeah, uh, Christina never stops. Uh, people people <laughs> say that it's weird that she's watched you know uh, uh, Friends eighty four times in a row, Ew. like all the way through, like a completist. Ew. Ew. And the fact that you think that I'm a Friends fan is a personal affront to my... Not just a Friends fan, a Friends completionist. Yeah, I that's I find that personally offensive. No, <laughs> you know, if, if anyone is listening to this and you wrote on Friends or you created Friends, I will take a writing job. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> it is in, an inferior product to the superior that- uh, Seinfeld and... I'm on the side of living single in this argument. So Gina says, if you ever worked on the show friends in any capacity, (laughs) you were an inferior, but if you have a job for her, she she can bring you up to average. (laughs) That's her. That's her promise. Yeah. uh, Yeah. uh, That's the, that's the Ippolito promise. (laughs) That's the Ippolito promise. I'll Uh, make it average. So anyway, what I was saying was that uh, uh, I have tried to get back into anime Yes, I've been older, and uh, it is me too. For the record, hard because there are a lot of things that are, yeah, just sort of part of the culture. Uh, like the twelve-year-old panty thing is kind of a joke, but kind of real, and it's really hard to extricate it from even even in a series that is uh pretty uh female-centric and is you know like a um looks at women as human beings instead of weird uh uh infantilized sex objects but i just recently like uh, maybe a year or two ago wa- rewatched some of sailor moon and it still bangs it's still awesome it does i i it's still got cool characters and cool fight scenes and weird shit that you're like what she's a princess yeah. like the, she's the moon princess and now this is like it's cool. I mean, it's it's weird storytelling, and I appreciate anything that's like, oh, yeah, you thought this was going to have sort of like a normal, straightforward narrative. Nope. This person was a dragon in a previous life and birthed out a half dragon, half human baby. And now they've both been reborn as brother and sister, and they don't remember their old lives. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I my just kids invented that copyright, Gina Ippolito. No anime can steal my idea about dragon brother and sister. <laughs> that's actually the Gina Ippolito anime that's coming much later. <laughs> I Gina wish. Story is what that is. You know, I'm going to ask the question: Did you enjoy the fact that Baroness and Destro were playing chess? You know, I I gotta admit, like I was I was sort of torn on this. I, like I <laughs> like any depiction of chess. I, I always know. text my brother if I'm watching something and there's chess in it. It's literally just like, oh, chess is. In this and then and then he'll usually text back like chess is so hot right now or something or chess is all the rage we text each other anytime there's a chess thing uh this was like i was i was sort of confused because at first it, it has like destro winning and i was like isn't wouldn't you say that when it comes to thinking several steps ahead the Baroness is actually better at that than Destro. Like I'm asking genuinely Destro to me always seems sort of like the tech guy, but when it comes to subterfuge and spying and thinking several moves ahead, I think the Baroness is better. And also like, like vaguely European people are always going to be better at chess. So I (laughs) sort of got in my head about like, I think she should have been better at chess. And then I like switched back and forth 
And then I got hung up on trying to figure out what these cartoon pieces were to see if it was a real thing. Anyway, it was a real roller coaster of a scene for me. <laughs> see, I okay. I believe. Well, one, Destro's like heritage is like ancient uh, British, isn't it? Like old English. Didn't they have that castle in England? Yeah, you think English people are good at chess? I couldn't remember what he was. I knew that there was a that there was a uh, castle. Vaguely with a European, monster. Gina. I think England counts as vaguely European. I, excuse me. If someone tells you they were vaguely European and your go-to is British, there is something wrong with you. Ray, it's called the continental. That's what that's what Europeans are. They're the ones on the continent. Excuse me. What do they uh, call the? I don't want to know. Um, okay. Wait, did we did we breeze by the fact that someone is reading Jack Kerouac in a kids' cartoon for eight years? Uh, that was very much in my notes, and I wasn't that. going to let it go. Uh, long range is sitting in his his thing, and uh, I I was trying. Oh, we're not to even decide. there yet. Yeah, we are. It's before no, the chess are. scene. Yeah, it was is before it? that. Oh, all yeah. right, fair enough. Um, and I I couldn't. It happened immediately after the Naruto run. God, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I was must just have like put my head down uh, writing Naruto run in all capital letters, and I must have missed it. <laughs> no. You know what? I was just like, wow, that's a weird choice for a kid, like a book to be reading in a kid's show. And then I was thinking, like, we've surely seen people reading stuff before. But what they usually do is make up a magazine. <laughs> like, seriously, in kids cartoons, it'll be like, oh, I'm reading like uh, uh, sports balls or whatever. Like, like. Uh, Let's go back to Chuck E. Cheese sports. Galaxy 5000 when they were reading of mice and men. <laughs> Literature in kids cartoons is very real. I mean, you know what? Like, I guess there are some books like Of Mice and Men. You always read that in high school, usually when you're a freshman. So you're not that far away from it. Like you're 15 when you're a freshman. So it's not that's not that crazy to me. On the road is like something that like hippie college kids read. So it seems I was waiting for it to be a character marker of some kind. Yeah, like because- he, he's he has a wandering spirit. Yeah. And yeah. I would I would have expected it as like a, a one off gag if he were like a driver and like his whole thing was driving because like, hey, I'm a road thing. And so I'm reading a book that got road in the title. Uh-huh. Uh, but this suggests to me that as the series goes on, we'll get a little more of, as you say, some sort of like a sort of like beat vibe. Some yeah, kind of like yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, uh, usually we'll like I was thinking, oh, they're trying to they're trying to show that he's he's smarter than he looks that, he, yeah. you know, like like something like this. But, yeah, I was expecting it to make a a statement about who he was. And I don't even really remember anything about him. other than this. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he didn't yeah. do a ton in this episode. I mean, I think that's a character moment and I'm happy for it. It shows there's something going on under the hood, which is nice. Um, I did see, I think with Destro and Baroness getting back to that point real quick, I think they were playing chess in one spot and he was running simulations of his plan in a second. And I think that kind of over those ideas overlapped each other because Destro beat Baroness in chess offered two out of three. And she says no. And then he also on the same twist finds his plan is like an 83% chance at victory. Um, I feel like what's happening here is that they're setting up Destro as um sort of a uh, um a, a counterpoint to cobra commander and yes. for that to work he has to be like 
a real genuine strategist. Uh, yeah, in this I mean that makes that that makes sense. I guess, I, uh, like you know, I it, the fact that he says you have to always be thinking six steps ahead, and then later on he's saying that. Like I was like, well, we better if if they're setting up that he's a he can think six moves ahead in chess. He better be doing some brilliant strategizing during this well, show. Yeah. And also, I want to make sure that uh, Baroness has her own deal because in yeah. this setup, it's like, oh, and she's just the pretty girl. Um, so hopefully, you know, she gets to do some real cool shit soon. Yeah. Know, her, always... her thing seems to be like she's a little tired of him, to be honest. Oh, that's great. I love that. I think I think it tracks though. I think Destro has a brilliant strategic mind. I think even going back, the problem is when you put him in charge of troops on a battlefield, he's clueless. He doesn't understand the finer points of leading an actual unit. But when it comes time to like designing a weather dominator, finding the pieces and going and getting them, that's where he shines, right? I guess. And- I guess. I mean, I just always I guess like Baroness's thing is she's good at lying. Because she was always, she yeah. was like she's it, a woman. Yeah. Yeah. And they're yeah, always so sneaky because they're vaginas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like, I guess it would have been cool in this scene if maybe he was the better chess player, but then she bluffs him or something like that. Like if yeah. she successfully, you know, like does, does something sneaky. I will say like the, the chessboard being up between the two of them, sort of like in the air in like hologram form. And then later laying over actual like military strategy over the board when but but you can still sort of see the pieces visually that was a pretty cool visual very much mm-hmm. yeah and okay we'll leave them we're gonna go over to heavy duty and tunnel rat who yeah this is your pure cowboy bebop experience chen absolutely i thought it chan said it um so i'll take credit for it um <laughs> uh we're having a moment where it's like bring the stuff in and tunnel rats like life is too hard and heavy duty's like yo i don't want to bring it all this by myself and he's like i need to rest in case there's a battle and then he opens up the door but isn't looking even though he's looking right at it and there's like a, a hundred bats out there and they're having a conversation where he's just staring at him then and he's like heavy duty you might want to look i've had it with your nonsense no dude i think you should let him like just shoot him already bats what are you doing just shoot him and i'm just i just wrote down here this is just pure anime shit right here because they both dodge all the bullets jump behind a counter uh you know and it's just it is purely out of like literally out of cowboy bebop scene including like they do that weird thing with animes do where they split the screen like from corner to corner and have two characters interacting with each other with like flashing lights behind them. Like they yeah. do. They, if you haven't seen this, I highly recommend it. They just they do every single trope uh, unabashedly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to the point where you, you kind of like vacillate between like, is this in homage or a straight rip off and right. the the fact that they commit to it so hard you kind of have to just like let it be what it is so no devs I, I agree with that 100 uh like i say this just this is what anime is <laughs> like if you fed anime into an ai <laughs> this is what you would get <laughs> i mean yep. Yep. Uh, this is where they introduced the second brand of bats these are ninja bats Ninja bats. And we have uh-huh. a fight between the uh-huh. ninja bats and the actual G.I. Joe ninjas. And I just wrote again here. Snake Eyes looks like a total badass right here. Yeah. Like just crushing it. Uh, he gets into a fight with Storm Shadow, uh, who also looks pretty good. 
Uh, Storm Shadow wins the battle against Snake Eyes, knocks him off the top of like a building, a cliff, I forget. Um, a, cliff. a building on a cliff? We are in the Arctic, so Not yes. Yeah, but there's a castle there, Chan. <laughs> Not uh, in my it's... castle on a cliff. Extra extra points for Les Mis refs. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Snake Eyes shoots a grappling hook, and a really kind of wildly fun, cool anime thing happens with the grappling hook goes right for Sta- Storm Shadow's nose, who doesn't flinch, stops an inch from his face, then drops down and hooks the edge of the cliff, and he, you know, and he's able to pull himself back up or whatever. Um, and I was just like, yep, that tracks. That's cool. I like that. Uh, cutting back to Tunnel Rat and Heavy Duty. Uh, Tunnel Rat's like, well, we don't want to give up the supplies. So he blows up all the supplies and the bats inside. That happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, big explosion. Uh, and this is where we're introduced to the snow castle. This is why I got confused about the earlier scene. Uh-huh. Uh, Cobra has set up a literal medieval castle with cobra logos <laughs> in the north pole arctic with a force field around For it which we'll get to later because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we've been missing i have been missing the castles the hidden bases yeah the, same just seem like an endless variety of hideouts and uh it's nice oh. to see them back like just going over the top with it like you know what we're gonna hide out in the arctic but we're not just gonna hide out we're gonna hide out in motherfucking style yeah there's yeah, a certain when- opulence from original cobra that uh i think we're getting back to here and after the last couple of you know uh iterations i'm here for it i love i love cobra commander in a in a giant castle with cobra like parapets with giant snake statues on them yeah him sitting on a giant ass throne with buttons in it let's go yeah, yeah. as soon as they say the line i it, i think it's a hidden cobra uh uh you know thingy what's it yeah. called what are base? We? yeah i think it's a hidden cobra, cobra, Temple, base. cobra base i was like oh shit we're back to hidden cobra bases i'm in <laughs> um and this is where they revealed that this is all part of destro's plan everything that happens here is basically part of destro's plan yeah six moves ahead uh, there are- six moves ahead Lots of bots. There are a lot of bot is what I wrote. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah, in terms of like classy, fun character bits, uh, you know, uh, Destro's like monologuing about, ah, I've set the trap and I'm going to plan and they got secrets. And and uh, uh, Baroness is like, yeah, but like it's the fucking Arctic and that blows. It's and so it's cold. All, like. Next time we set one of these traps, I insist we consult with a travel agent. That, I liked it. That's just fun. I like it. good stuff. Yep. I like it. Um, yeah, the uh, Joes come in. They're coming in hot against the castle. Uh, one of their ice sabers gets badly damaged, but everybody inside is fine. Um, a whole bunch of uh, skybots. This is the third type of robots. They're flying bats, basically. Uh, flying around. Uh, they also, uh, by the way, look awesome. I mean, all the robots in the show have looked B.A. so far. Yeah. Uh, Long Range is brought in and he helps uh, everybody kind of take out the Cobras. Uh, They do an assault, which is where they reveal that the whole base is a force field around it. And they have to come up with a plan on the fly with whoever's there to attack this base. They have to go down to the forest moon of Endor to (laughs) shut down the generator. This all happens. They brutalize those Ewoks, though. It's Mm -hmm. very uncomfortable. Um, They decide uh, the frontal assault is the best way to go. Often that is not the case. That is but here they have decided it is. Yeah. Um, Duke, at this point, we know we're in an anime because, guys, here you go. 
Duke puts on a GD Mecca outfit. Yeah. That's right. Do not he gets into this. a Mecca and not, continues the fight. Do not uh-huh. hate this one bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I will always yeah. stand a Mecca. Yes. Duke gets into uh, basically uh, uh, the big O uh, or, or uh, it's kind of like Ripley's uh, outfit, but cooler. Uh, mm-hmm. When she's in the giant metallic thing in Alien, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's just it's homage to everything, and I love it. They do a crazy move, long range does to get him inside because the door is closing and the force field's there, and this is our one chance. So he like tips it sideways, and like he's on his side, sliding towards the door, and like slides Duke in the mech suit in before the door closes, and I'm like, you're goddamn right. Yeah, let's that- go. And here's the thing: is like this is exactly the sort of thing. That under ordinary circumstances with almost every other series that we've done, I've been like, bullshit. <laughs> uh, but because of, I, I think they did a pretty good job of like threading this needle of like, hey, we're just like a, a, a fun, frothy action series. We're not taking it too seriously, but we're mm-hmm. also trying to be a little bit cool. So, you know, when they do that thing and they're sliding and popping and popping out and then, you know, he has to do it again and slides and pops out of his mech suit. And does it a second time. It's great. And like, yeah, okay, I'm going to this is fine. It's not setting my heart on fire, but it's not making me angry. It's just, yeah, okay. I was giggling. I was giggling with a big smile because he he slides into the chamber in the mech suit, like Chan said, blows out a bunch of these robots, sees a second thing uh, dropping, slides the mech suit, so the mech suit gets wedged in the door, uh, and then he pops out of the mech suit to get into the chamber with Baroness and uh, um, Destro. And here's the thing. Uh, when I was a, at some point in my life, I saw Hard Boiled for the first time. And the Best first movie. time anyone sees Hard Boiled, you see Tequila going down that staircase with mean? both pistols, going pop, 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 just sliding down. Uh, and then they seg right into this uh, uh, scene where he makes a tequila popper and pff, just downs it, blows out a, a, a lung full of smoke, and then starts playing the clarinet. And you're like, this is. It's the greatest the movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Ever happened yeah. in, and yeah, yeah. Search the rest of your life for a feeling like that. The first time you see that, and just like, uh, that was that was so overwhelmingly cool. I want to watch Hard Boiled again right now. Yeah, we all do. We God, all do all of the time. So good. Oh, that's all I want. Let's do a Hard Boiled podcast. Okay. Okay. That took no that I'm took in. no convincing. This is the problem, Chan. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. When I like things, now you got a problem. Huh? Yeah, Chan, you're only supposed to podcast about things you hate. It's the Robert Clark Chan promise. I think if Chan agrees to another podcast, it, then we will be helping him move out of his house in a couple of weeks because he will be divorced. The good yeah. news is when we finish the uh, G.I. Joe podcast, we watch every G.I. Joe physically possible. It's about 10 years from now. We have the entire loop in the third podcast ready to go because mm-hmm. that'll be enough episodes to, again, last us until the end of time. Look, no, I know because- we still got a little bit in this episode, but I mean, like I keep I mean, I've said it before. I keep expecting these G.I. Joes to be bad because we were burned by Deke. And ever since yeah. Deke. 
we keep thinking, well, they just got to keep getting worse and worse. And also we've been burned by IMDb giving us the wrong score on things. <laughs> IMDb but, is clueless. And like each time we end one, we're like, well, that was pretty good, but surely the next one can't be good. And then we watch it and we're like, guys, is this pretty good? The answer is yes. You'd think we would learn by now. Yeah. I think we just trust GI Joe at this point. No. Mm. Uh, yeah. Here's the deal. Like the worst part about it all is Deke, I think, got what in the mid sevens as far as score goes, which yeah. is uh, it deserves like a two and a half. It's no, I awful. think I think that's mostly nostalgia. I'm going to be honest. I think that that's people voting now that watched it when they were little that are nostalgia-ing it up. But then what? How do you explain Extreme getting like a 5.3 because and that, this getting like a 5.1? Because, I don't get it. Th- because those later generations have have a lower threshold for nostalgia and they're less likely to rate things online, I think, on IMDb at least. Also, the okay. the, mo- the more recent you get, the less nostalgia there is. Like, yeah. This is the thing that I watched five years ago, and now I don't like it. Yeah, like I don't think – I think that like 40-year-olds – are more likely to go and like rate something and be like, Oh yeah, I love this when I was a kid. Whereas like, you know, 30 year olds, maybe they're not inclined to do that. 20 year olds, definitely not inclined to do that. They're if, too busy. TikToking, Am I right? Oh my God. They're too busy drinking, getting late. What the, oh yeah. That's what people in their 20s no, do. Sex is on the decline amongst the youth. Do you not read studies? Do you is not that- listen to NPR? Is that a study or is that you trying to hit on 20 year old dudes who are like, no, ew, no, you're it's old. from all the 20 year old dudes that I bone that are like, oh, I've never had a girlfriend before. <laughs> is this what sex is? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, somebody make that. What is that butterfly meme? Uh, uh, which is <laughs> Gina in the air is like, is this what sex for a 20 year old? <laughs> I don't even know. That's funny though. Um, okay. So uh, this is where the episode decides just now. This is where the episode decides to get a little bonkers. Uh, have a little fun. Uh, it's like, we're not already. Uh, turns out Destro and the Baroness of the chamber are holograms, not the gem variety, but the actual light show variety. Yep. And they say, like, Duke, we got you. We wanted you in this chamber. Plan successful. Good job, Destro. Pow. And the entire the entire castle, like parapet, turns into turns out it was a missile. And the missile is going to shoot into space and explode. <sighs> With Duke inside, this was the plan. This was the plan. Wow. Wow. You, what, uh, you don't like plan. his plan, Chan? It's not elaborate enough for you? <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, I, I was like, okay, uh, there was a there was a plan to um, do something. We're luring the Joes out, you know. Um, and then at the end, it seems like he's copped to the fact that the entirety of the plan, including the uh, attack on the South American base, Building a castle in the fucking Arctic <laughs> all was designed to get Duke yep. into a rocket to be killed <laughs> by getting shot into orbit. Like and blowing up. Like they're that would blow- kill someone. That is <laughs> absurd. 
absurd. It's wild. I mean, I like wild. how absurd it is. I got to admit, I, I like a good old fashioned. It, it reminds me of like when the dreadnoughts were doing shit on the moon. Uh, yes, uh, the, the episode where they blast the nightclub into space in original G.I. Joe was beautiful. I could hold my breath for four minutes. Now duct tape this fish bowl to my head. <laughs> it's, it's just what a delight that episode is. Um, now, the, the, the line I asked you to pull, look, I, I would consider, I, I think anime voice actor, it's a tough gig. It's a very tough gig. Very, very talented people are anime voice actors. I would argue that the, whoever they cast here in the role of Scarlet. Um, Sounds uh, too young. Uh, it just, it didn't hit with me is what I'll say. Chan, I asked I for you to pull a line earlier. Maybe you could uh, play that really quick because this is Scarlet after Duke shoots off in the missile. Oh no, Duke is still inside that thing. Just <laughs> as far as line reads go, oh, no. the line itself absurd uh, and vaguely sexual. The line read itself really upset me for some reason. Hmm. And I didn't think Scarlet's line reads were particularly good to begin with. And this one just stood out as somebody who was not feeling themselves in that moment um, and just putting words on a putting words in. Are we sure AI voice acting didn't exist <laughs> just for the role of Scarlet in 2005? <laughs> Can we hear that one more time? Cause her, her, her commander, her in theory, you know, lover has is about to be shot into space in a missile and killed in an elaborate plan. And all she can come up with is. Oh no, Duke is still inside that thing. Yeah, it's pretty weak. Not feeling that. I'm just, I, look, I don't want to bash voice actors because I love them and they're so talented and work so hard. But that one was not happening for me. <laughs> I'm going to play that for you twice uh, because I'm going to play this once. This is the issue that I had with uh, uh, the only issue I had with Snake Eyes portrayal. Looks like that castle is going to blow. You may not have uh, heard it too clearly, or let me set the scene for you. Did he play uh, the pan flute? Yes, because <laughs> he's he is Asian. Because <laughs> they are ninjas, and therefore we're going to play something vaguely Shakuhuchi-ish. It's a <laughs> it's a woodwind, right? We're in the ballpark. Asians uh, all carry the uh, flute sound with them wherever they go. Or a shamisen. It sounds, yeah, it sounds wow. Panamanian to me. Uh, I'm learning a lot about uh, culture. Asian culture. Just play a gong. Listen, oh it's God, done by Japanese people. It can't be racist. You know what? I didn't see any Japanese names on IMDb, so I am suspect of that information. You were. You need to look at the Wikipedia page. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, look. Directed by Kobin Shin Shizuno. Written by Masaki Wachi That's and John Tuhei. I know you said it, Gina, but I want to reiterate for Chan. Um, yeah, this is Japanese erasure, Chan. One of those and guys I, is named John, though. That's a problem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am going to uh, reiterate that the uh, IMDb listing says James Carter Cathcart Miguel Gabin and Edward Napier were the directors. Three very Asian names, as far as I can tell. Brian Goldner. So you're looking at the wrong thing, Chan. I'm looking at the Internet Movie Database. I'm not familiar. Uh, we've already established that the IMDb is clueless. I hear when they it comes hire real stupid skanks. 
who would ever accept employment from IMDb to like interview people and make videos? What a fucking idiot would do that, you know? Yeah, the only place dumber than IMDb is New Rockstar. God damn it. <laughs> he went there. I was hoping you would, and you did. Oh, bless us all. Uh, okay, I just wrote right. This is my next line. Some of this dialogue is just pure anime nonsense. Like they're just filling out lines to fill out lines. There's no reason for it. It adds nothing anywhere. Uh, and and this scene where Duke is going up in the missile to set the stage. He's going up in the missile. High tech is trying to hack into the computer panel of the missile from remotely from Joe Base. That's just a thing, and it's going to blow up in three minutes. It's going straight up, and after, like, two minutes, he's going to lose the signal. And so this goes on for roughly ten minutes of them being up and just being like, Duke's in the missile. Guys, I'm in the missile. Okay, hold on, Duke. I'm going to – this is going to work. Oh, crap, it doesn't work. Guys, I'm still in the missile. Duke, he's up in the missile. Okay, guys, this one's going to work. Oh, no, a firewall. Hold on, everybody. And it goes on forever until finally, finally – High tech just opens the hatch and Duke just jumps out wearing the mech. Cause goddamn right. Uh, high tech has so many lines here that border on techno babble, mm-hmm. but use enough real words that he sounds like an idiot. I only have one crypt command left to upload. Hope there's not a data overload. Cross your fingers. Ah, what a time for my program to choke. Okay, this is also a voice acting performance. I think we could all um, could agree could have been, you know, a little more well done. Uh, Again, I'm going to say that I think it was intentional. Like there's a certain affectlessness that is associated oh, God, with right. anime. Yeah. What if this is anyway. five, all 5D chess and I mean, I'm just I'm just an idiot? People do I mean, you like when people do like parody sketches of it, it's like, oh no, the house is on fire. Yeah. And it's I, I don't like it. It would be nice if they had really top-notch uh voice acting, but this feels like a directorial choice, God, not you like might be right. you know, we just got shitty actors and they don't know what they're doing. You might be right. Okay. You might. You know what? Be okay. Right. I take it all back. Uh, great job, everyone. You Voice actors can do no wrong. Right. Batting a thousand once again. <laughs> um, okay, so Duke he has to jump out of the mech suit because the, he's so close to space that the pressure is too much. Too so little. he has to jump out of the mech suit, then eject himself from the mech suit when the pressure stabilizes, so he can then uh, get caught in Scarlet's chopper. As she opens a hatch and tries to fly underneath him in the helicopter, he grabs onto it. They close the hatch behind him, and then she has difficulty leveling out again until she's roughly two inches from the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, win. And I'm like, win. And I wrote here, win. And then I wrote, no, because (laughs) Destro's taking it a step further. Uh, They get a warning of seismic activity. And the whole ground just starts like exploding because uh, Destro has created a city-sized uh, base, Cobra base, in a sub that cracks up through through the ice for no good reason, and then goes back down in the water again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Other than looking awesome, 
There is no reason for him to do that. Um, <laughs> I mean, unless he's setting something up six moves from now. Look, there is nobody employed by Cobra who is not a huge drama queen. You're so, right. <laughs> no, just what Major Blood. Major Blood's the only one. Major Blood got shit done. Uh, everybody else, though, you're right. Huge, huge drama. Major respect to Major Blood, though, just for the record. Uh, I still miss seen him Zartan. <laughs> so there is no bigger drama queen than Zartan. I miss Zartan. I miss Tomax and Zaymont. Uh, Zartan's in episode two, so you'll be very happy very quickly. <gasps> yeah. Uh, G.I. Joe decides to go back to the Arizona base. And this last scene, I did not understand at all. I'm hoping one of the two of you could explain this to me. I'll, I'll break it down. They all get back to the base. They've defeated Cobra. Everyone's alive. And Duke says, okay, Cobra's a real threat, Joe team. I'm going to have to reorganize the Joe team to be a secret military organization, express purpose, defeating Cobra. I'd understand if you don't want to be a part of that Joe team, already existing Joe team, but uh, 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 who's in with me? And it's like, isn't that what you were to begin this episode? Like, what, what are you talking about? I got confused. <sighs> I, is, I, I was assuming that this was like, I was going to say like an origin story that maybe like maybe maybe this is the origin story of their beef with Cobra. But they already knew who these people were. Mm. Yeah, basically um, this smacks of Bush era militarism. Um, The part the part that I never like about the G.I. Joe stuff is when, you know, they use Cobra to justify all sorts of things. And you're like, no, that's like, it's expressly not justice when you're doing that. And the fact that like, uh, like the actual words he uses are to stop these snakes. We have to go off the grid and use maximum force. We have- that is what Wonderful. Uh, rogue cops say. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is what the sheriff gangs in uh, Los Angeles County Sheriff's department say. Like, oh, we got to go off the grid and we got to use maximum force. We got to beat the shit out of these minorities. And uh, like, yeah. that all always rubs me the wrong way. If you're a member of the Banditos Sheriff Gang and you have the Punisher logo with the Trump hair on your police car, that's exactly how you how you talk. Yep. Also, it did sort of seem for a second like they were going to turn directly to the camera and they were going to say, like, you know, I, I'm not sure if we can we can defeat these bad guys without your help, and then like point a finger directly, like when they when they started in on the whole, uh oh, this is going to be hard. I was like, are they going to turn to me and ask me for my help? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, to be fair, though, remember at the end of the first episode of GI Joe Extreme, they shot the words GI Joe Extreme into the back of a rock for no good reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. So all things considered, this is tame. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is tame but here's the deal gi joe sigma six episode one i think we're off to a great start i was pleasantly surprised by what i saw uh i agree with uh uh, chan's estimation that look this is anime uh with all of its warts kept intact maybe even on purpose um and and yeah this is what anime this is what again if you were to feed make gi joe an anime into an ai this is probably what it would come up with 
Um, and, and yeah, and I'm on board. I, I, I really enjoyed this episode. It was a fun watch. Did not feel long, like pretty much all of Deke era. <laughs> uh, it felt like a fun ride and I'm excited to go on it. Yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. I hope it gets a little weird. Like I, I, the, I think that that's what I still miss from the Sunbow era. I think like we've had good entries into GI Joe where it's like, oh, okay, this is a good story. It's well executed. Well, blah, 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 blah. But I have, I haven't felt that weirdness of like, oh, this was all a horrible mind scarring dream or, oh, Destro needs to go back to his castle because there's an ancient monster that lives in his well or yeah. like, oh, there's like a, a, some ghosts that we have to set free with coins or something. Wasn't that one of them? <laughs> uh, yes, it was. Like, yes, it was. I, I, like, My favorite I, things. Throwing us a oh, wild no, a card episode. every now and then is very much something that I want to get back to. I, I feel like even when they're even when these newer ones are good, they're still pretty by the books. And I'm hoping <sighs> that because this is anime, it gets a little weird. You guys, I'm looking at just some of the very basic log lines of some of the plots of the other episodes. I'm not going to read them to you. They they don't seem like they're going to get overly weird. No. Uh, they seem like they're going to stay kind of grounded, uh, all things considered. Boo. Boo. I, Boo. I let me write the next G.I. Joe, and I promise I'll make it weird as shit. Gina, I want nothing more in this <laughs> world than for you to write the next G.I. Joe, just for the record. Yeah. They'll all be, they'll all by the end of it have put on their finest suit. Every episode will just end with a different Joe or Cobra oh putting on their finest suit. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be pulled into the, the studios at Max, where I assume they will be making the new G.I. Joe. Max, that's the stupidest shit. Uh, and, and they will continuously tell me, Gina, you can't have uh, main characters on a kid's show kill themselves every episode. <laughs> and so she rewrites it so Lowlight shows up dealing with childhood trauma and murders them <laughs> execution style at the end of each episode. No, everyone, every episode will end with, it's okay, he's in a coma. He's just in a coma. He's going to be okay. Why is um, he wearing a suit in a coma? Don't worry about that. Um, the HBO Max thing pisses me off. I know the show's almost over, but why would you not just call it HBO? What the fuck? I mean, I think that they're going to find out very quickly that it's not a very good decision. That the they already have logos made and shit. Like they're they're already ready to go yeah, with this. It's awful. Very limited uh marketing research is what they did. They did some very limited middle of the country marketing research and came up with this. No. They only talked to the kid to extreme kids in the nineteen nineties. And they found out Max was the thing they liked. Zaslav knows that uh he made a lot of money off of reality and he thinks that he can just uh, turn everything into reality. I think that this is just the era of uh, billionaires making terrible decisions and then doubling down on them. That's it's awful. That's, that's what I think. era for all I time. Yeah, yeah. But now it's like more highly publicized because of social media. Yeah. <laughs> I saw somebody on Twitter. They said this would be the equivalent of uh, uh, the Disney Corporation turning around and saying, like, we got to freshen up Disney World. Let's just call it World. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's the part that really rings with people. Yeah, you're right. You're right, <laughs> Eisner. 
It's the only name I can come up with. He's probably like nine CEOs ago. Michael Eisner. Are Look we, him up, kids. Are we done now? <laughs> no, because we have to do some things here because we got to talk about the fact you can go to patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Facebook group is uh, facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast at GI Joe podcast on Twitter. We're trying to post more. We're trying to engage more. Uh, now that season seven is here, I will be buying those t-shirts. So if you are on Patreon, uh, I'm going to make a post on Patreon around the day this uh, probably the day before or the day of this dropping. And so let's make sure we get all our, our dresses in gear because we're going to cash out the Patreon and use all the money to buy you season seven t-shirts. Uh, what? That's what we agreed on uh, a while ago. TV's Gina Polito. Seems um, seems seems dumb. Uh, this is why this is why you should probably start start attending the meetings. Um, um, but for the, the patrons at home, don't worry about it. We're doing it uh, because we are not good with money. It's just well known. Otherwise, you can find us on Twitter individually. Uh, uh, oh, is there anything else you guys want to plug? New rock stars, VampireDetroit.com, uh, AE Doubleback. Those all sound terrible. Yeah, watch uh, watch the new rock stars Daredevil rewatch series. I'm writing for it, watching an episode of Daredevil every week, writing content, breaking it down, really diving deep into things like Macbeth. Uh, you can't say that. Uh, and a lot of a lot of theories, a lot of Easter eggs, fighting style. We just we just released the episode that broke down the long take. Uh, oh, the hallway scene. Hallway scene. And we, Such a good scene. We talk All about right. how they they achieved that because whenever he goes into a door, it's his it's his stunt man that comes back out when he's doing the flips. But then you can see when it's actually Charlie Cox. <laughs> Uh yeah, so a lot of a lot of fun stuff in that episode. We're we're coming up on the episode where Fisk is introduced, and I go into some mm. a little bit of, of art, a little bit of art analysis. Mm. It's really oh, the fun. Hawkeye it's a fun, villain, fun time, fun Wilson time. Fisk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's good. He's very good. I like that guy. So go check that out. They've got a lot of breakdowns of other things, but only watch what has my <laughs> yeah, name on it. <laughs> yeah, I started watching a new Rockstars video that Gina didn't do, and I was like, no, no, thank you. And I clicked it off, and then I gave it a dislike, and I put a comment, more Gina. Uh, their Mandalorian helps, right? breakdowns, I watch every week. Their Mandalorian breakdowns are great. I watch it the next day after watching The Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I watch. Have you considered, wouldn't it be easier to just write them the day before you watch The Mandalorian? <laughs> That way, it'd be ready um, to go. Uh huh. Uh huh. You can also find me on Twitter individually at Almighty Ray, at nine hundred ninety nine RPMs. Gina Ippy. Mm, I don't. My question is: Anybody bought nine hundred ninety nine RPMs yet? Is anybody? I feel like uh, not only not, not only signed up for it. I duped as Robert Clark. No, Chan. I will fucking bully Chan until he gets back on Twitter and he until he admits that he is still on Twitter. This there's a lot of look, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of uh wga posts that could use your support right now go wow, to twitter Chan. and like all the wga posts from writers who explain why they're why they're voting yes on a strike authorization i mean real patriots stayed on twitter to support the underdog That's through right. the garbage i cannot tell you how much better my life is 
since leaving Twitter. Shane, you're still so, on Twitter. You just <laughs> use other accounts. What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't have a feed anymore, so I don't have to see all these friggin' alt-right trolls just going nuts. First of all, I don't, like, I block them immediately the second they pop up, so I right. barely see any of them anymore. That seems like a lot of work. No, you know you, what? once you, you block a couple, seen? the algorithm stops showing them to you. I haven't seen anyone complaining about there being a Lizzo on Mandalorian. I haven't <laughs> seen anybody complain it sounds about like you have if you know that is- debate exists yeah how do you even know that exists Jim? No, what are we I talking get it about third hand because like <laughs> i can't believe all these people are going on i'm like cool i haven't seen any of it uh sorry sorry it's you have very to go that. easy to ignore or mute or not see if you've properly curated your twitter feed see your I problem is you to. have to and you always used to engage with them I have tried to ignore and mute uh, the people that have been making my life miserable for seven years now. And wait a minute, I, somehow, I think he's talking about. Uh oh, I'm still on a podcast with them, so I would say that no, it won't work. Gina, <laughs> it won't work. What is what is happening? Anyway, uh, that's our show. I think I'm going to start a new account as 999 RPMs, dupe as Robert Clark Chan, and buy Twitter Blue. Please, just I, so we can have thing. the Twitter Blue uh, check mark. Here's the thing: and then I, I know that at one point awesome. you actually did pay for Twitter. I'm begging you, please, not to pay for that anymore. But here's the deal: I did when Twitter Blue was yeah, two dollars and ninety nine cents. Uh, and it gave you the proper edit button before a melon uh, husk bought it. Still I thought it was a good enough deal that no. I did it. And as soon as he bought the company, uh, I thought I kind of like waited for the dust to settle and it was obvious it would become a wretched hive of scum and Nazi villainy. I immediately uh, 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 stopped Twitter blue subscription. Should have never signed up for it in the first place. Two ninety nine for an edit button was a pretty good deal. If you're going to use it a lot, I'm just saying no. No, no, no. You're providing content on a website. Why would you ever pay for that? I mean, I don't anymore. But $2.99, that gets lost in my fabulous uh, credit card statements, you know. <laughs> oh, time for bed. <laughs> Did you hear that? Duke, Duke, take a man. Heavy duty on the scene. Snake guys, hand to hand. Long range, lean and mean. Scarlet, ready to fight. Whenever Cobra strikes, wherever they attack, G.I. Joe will fight. There's no turning back. <laughs> Yo, Joe! Hey, you. No, 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 no. Don't look over here. Keep your eyes on the road. Got something for you. Take a listen to this. In the newest Pokemon, they have Score Bunny, which is a starter. What? Yes. Score Score Bunny? So it's, it's a fire bunny that plays soccer. He kicks balls. He scores. Great. Score, like Scorch, I think. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Like goal. Like Score Bunny. <laughs> Rad. There's Score Bunny. 
who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think like donuts or something like that. How does he use his soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy. The best part is though, Score Bunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. But oh my Ash god, is Ash is still the main character of the f anime? Yes, where have you been? Yeah, so Ash is like, I'm getting on the train, I'm leaving, Score Bunny. And Score Bunny's is it like- Is because he's 80 years old? That's why he sounds like that? <laughs> Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them. <laughs> if you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends, check out Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.